السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا ما بعد So we continue أيها الإخوة with our reading into كتاب العلم from Sahih al-Bukhari with the explanation of الشيخ زيد المدخلي رحمه الله تعالى and we come to the chapter باب الفتية وهو واقف على الدابة وغيرها the chapter whilst يعني or giving a religious verdict while standing on a riding animal or anything else باب الفتية وهو واقف على الدابة وغيرها نعم البخاري he brings the hadith and he he mentions حدثنا إسماعيل قال who said حدثني مالك عن ابن شهاب عن عيسى ابن طلها ابن عبيد الله عن عبد الله ابن عمر ابن العاص أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وقف في حجة الودع and so with his chain going to going all the way to عمر بن العاص رضي الله عنه that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he was stood في حجة الودع during the farewell حج بمنا in Mina للناس يسألون يعني he was standing there for the people يعني in order for the people to come and يعني ask him and seek fatawa يعني seek rulings concerning the actions of Hajj يسألون and so the people they were asking him فجاءه رجل and so a man he came فقال a man he came and he said لم أشعر لم أشعر فحلقت قبل أن أذبح يعني he said that يعني I didn't realize لم أشعر يعني I didn't perceive I didn't realize or I forgot and I shaved my hair قبل أن أذبح I shaved my hair before I slaughtered my animal فقال so the رسول صلى الله عليه وسلم he said إذبح ولا حرج slaughter your animal and there's no, there's no, nothing upon you, no sin upon you. فَجَاءَ آخَرَ فَقَالَ لَمْ أَشْعُرْ فَنَحَرْتُ قَبْلَ أَنْ أَرْمِي And another man, he came and he said, similar to the previous man, يعني I didn't realize or I forgot, and I slaughtered my slaughtering animal before I threw the pebbles, يعني at the stoning pillar. قَالَ صلى الله عليه وسلم and so the Prophet ﷺ, he said, إِرْمِ وَلَا حَرَجْ He said, throw, throw those stones, and يعني, there is no harm upon you, no sin upon you, don't worry. فَمَا سُئِلَ النَّبِيُّ صُلَعَسَلَّمَ عَنْ شَيْءٍ قُدِّمْ وَلَا أُخِّرْ إِلَّا قَالْ إِفْعَلْ وَلَا حَرَجْ And so the Prophet ﷺ was not asked about anything, except, or anything that was, يعني, brought forward from the actions of Hajj, or from the manasik and the rituals of Hajj on that day, or something which was delayed, put back before another action, except that he said, whenever a person would come and come with these scenarios, except that he would say, "If al do ala haraj," and there's nothing upon you. <clears throat> so this is the hadith that Imam Bukhari he brings <clears throat> under this chapter, the only hadith under this chapter. Sheikh Zaid rahimahullah he mentions an explanation of this hadith. He says, "Fil hadith jawazul futya wa taalim asail." So what we take from this hadith is the permissibility of giving a fatwa, giving a religious verdict or a ruling, and teaching the questioner, the one who asks a question, in whatever condition a person may be in, meaning the, 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 the one who is given the verdict. It doesn't matter with regards to what situation he's in. So an kana al-mufti raqiban aw kana waqifan, على قدمي أو كان ماشيا أو كان متكيا. Whether the mufti, the one giving the ruling, is riding on an animal, or even as Sheikh Ibn Thamih mentions during the explanation of this, or even if he's if he's on a car, someone phones him, phones him, and he can give a ruling. So whether he's riding, whether he's stood, 
on his feet or whether he's walking or whether he's muttaki whether he's reclining and resting upon something kullu dhalika yujuz lil mufti wal muallim an yaf'ala all of that is permissible for the mufti and for the teacher yani all of that is permissible and allowed for him to do lianna al muhim huwa ijabat al sa'il an su'alihi wa ifta' al mustafti amma ashkala alayhi because that which is important is not the condition the way or, or the the condition of the one who is being asked but what is important is to answer the questioner and to give the fatwa the religious verdict to the one who seeks it concerning that which uh, is difficult upon him or that which he is questioning concerning li fi'li an-nabiy sallam due to the action we see here in this hadith of the prophet sallam فقد كان واقفا بمنا على راحلته والناس يسالون عن احكام الحج وهو يبين لهم ومن جمله ذلك الاسئله التي وردت في هذا الحديث we take this from this the likes of this hadith wherein we find that the rasul sallallahu was stood in mina on his riding animal and the people were asking questions concerning the rulings of hajj and he was explaining to them from that which he explained is yeah uh, these questions or some of these questions that we see in this hadith which have come in this hadith the statement of the questioner the one who asked and said lam ash'ur fahalaqtu qabla an adhbah the statement of the one who said i didn't perceive and i didn't realize except that i shaved my head before i slaughtered to which the rasul sallam he said idhbah wala haraj slaughter and don't worry no harm upon you yani قدم بعض بعض وظائف يوم يوم النحر بعضها بعضها على بعض meaning that this person he he uh, يعني carried out some of the actions of hajj some of the wadaif يعني some of the a'mal of hajj uh, the, the, the actions which are carried out on يوم النحر يوم النحر is what day of hajj the 10th day يعني the day of eid for those who are not on hajj when we celebrate eid that is the day of nahr yawm nahr in 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 uh, in mecca yawm nahr and that is why allah he refers to it as yawm al-hajj al-akbar yawm al-hajj al-akbar the greater day of eid because on this day the majority of the manasik the majority of the uh, rituals of hajj are carried out on this day yawm nahr now and so the meaning of this is that this individual he carried out some actions of, of hajj some of these and we're going to see these major these four rituals that take place on this day he opposed the tartib and the order of which the rasul sallam did it and the, we know that this is sunnah the way that the way that the prophet sallam he carried out these actions yani the order in which he carried them out however this person opposed that order um, and so he brought some of these actions before some of the some uh, yeah and he he brought some of the later actions which the rasulun did afterwards he brought them before uh, some of the actions which the rasulun did later um, and so the rasulun he said to them he said to all of them all of those who came with a similar scenario he said to them if alu wala haraj do as you uh, yani are doing and there is no harm upon you wa tartib li a'mal yawm an-nahr ma'rufa the sheikh he mentions that the order in which the actions of of the day of nahr the 10th day of hajj are carried out are well known kama fa'alaha an-nabiy sallallahu just as the prophet sallallahu he carried them out awwalha so this is the first from them four actions which uh, the hujjaj uh, the pilgrims they they carry out on the day of nahr for manasik awwalha the first of them ar-rami li jamrit al-aqaba the stoning of jamrit al-aqaba stoning of the of the the aqaba that pillar stoning pillar known as al-aqaba bi sab' hasayat bi sab' hasayat with seven pebbles wa huwa tahiyyah tahiyyah mina mukabbiran ma'a kul hasa and this this is the tahiyyah it is the uh like just like we have tahiyat al-masjid the greeting of the masjid when you come into the masjid you pray the prophet said let not let not one of you sit until he prays two uh units of prayer that's called tahiyat al-masjid the greeting of the masjid 
And when you first enter the masjid, this is what you do. And so here, uh, the, stone, the stoning of that pillar, Jamis al-Aqaba, is known as a tahit mina. It's the greeting of mina. When you first enter mina and there are rituals that take place, this is the first thing you do. So this is why it's the first awwiluha. Mukabbiran, the one who is stoning, he says Allahu Akbar with every hasa. With the seven pillars that he throws, each pillar, each uh, uh, pebble uh, he throws, he says Allahu Akbar whilst doing so. Thaniyan, the second. And this is Ba'd al-Rami. This is after uh, that stoning. Al-Dhabah. The slaughtering. Dhabah al-Hadi. Al-Dhabah al-Hadi. The slaughtering of the sacrificial animal. A. An Qiran. Or an Tamattar. Or Tutawwan. Whether he is doing Qiran, because we know that there are different types of Hajj. Uh, the Hujjaj they do. From them is Qiran. From them is Tamattar. From them is Ifrad. Three. Uh, the one who has to slaughter is, as the Sheikh has mentioned here, the one who is doing the Qiran. The one who is doing the Qiran, meaning the one who does Hajj and Umrah together at the same time. Hajj and Umrah together. Then the Tamattu' or, or from Tamattu' the Mutamattu' the one who does uh, Umrah first, comes out of Umrah and then he does Hajj. <coughs> these two types of Hajj, whoever does any of these two types, he has to sacrifice an animal. As for the Mufrid and the one who uh, makes ifrad, just hajj alone without umrah, then he doesn't have to do a sacrificial animal. Except he, if he does it tatawwa'an, except if he does it voluntarily. So this is the meaning here, what the Shaykh is saying, that after the stoning comes the, uh, the sacrifice of the animal. This is the, the, the order in which the Rasul he did these actions on the day of Nahr, the day of Eid. Now, Thalithan, the third, Action is al-halq, halq al-ras. That's referring to what? Shaving, shaving, shaving of the head. Lil-rijal of taban just for the men. Wahu afdal min al-taqsir, and it is better than shortening the hair. Shortening the hair is permissible and allowed. However, uh, the scholars, whenever they discuss this, they point out, point out the fact that the shaving of the hair is better than shortening, although it is allowed. The women are only allowed to shorten. They are not allowed to shave. But for the men, they have the option of shaving and shortening. But shaving for the men is better. The women, uh, as the scholars they mentioned, what's requested from the women is that they shorten, but they to take off less. As for the men, it's the opposite. The more they take off, the closer, the closer you are to shaving. And if you shave, that is the best. But as for women, then they say, yeah, I need that. The, the woman, she, she grabs her hair together, she bunches it up, and she takes from all of the hair a, a maximum of a fingertip length. Now, but here the Sheikh is he's pointing out that shaving for the men is better than a taqsir, than shortening. And this is taken from the statement of the Rasulullah, wherein he made dua. And he said, Allahumma arhamil muhalliqeen. O Allah, have mercy upon those who shave. Qalu wal muqassirin. The Sahaba, when they heard this, they said, wal muqassirin, and those who shorten. Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah. So he said, Allahumma arhamil muhalliqeen. And he again repeated, he didn't answer to their dua that they were asking him to make dua for those who shorten. And he said, O oh Allah, have mercy upon those who shave. Qalu again, and they said again, wal muqassirin, Ya Rasulullah. And those who shorten, O Messenger of Allah. Qal wal muqassirin. And then the third time he said, and those who shorten. Meaning, O oh Allah, have mercy on those who shorten the third time. <coughs> now, وَقَالَ الْلَيْثِ And the Shaykh, he just brings some added wording here of that particular hadith. وَقَالَ الْلَيْثِ One of the narrators of the hadith, حَدَّثْنِ نَافِعْ That Nafi' narrated that the Rasulullah when he said رَحِمَ اللَّهُ الْمُحَلِّقِينَ مَرَّةً أَوْ مَرَّتَينَ That the Rasulullah he made dua for those who shave their hair once or twice. وَقَالَ عُبَيْدُ اللَّهِ حَدَّثْنِ نَافِعْ وَقَالَ فِي الرَّابِعِ And and in this additional wording, uh, we have that the Rasulullah he said, on the fourth occasion, on the fourth occasion, he then made du'a for the muqassirin, for those who shorten. So, so meaning that the Rasulullah made du'a three times for those who shave, and then only once on the fourth time he made he then made du'a for those who shorten their hair. وَذَلِكَ الدَّلِيلَ عَلَى أَنَّ الْحَلْقَ بِالْمُوسَى 
afdal min at-taqsir and there is a clear proof that shaving the hair with a, 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 a blade a, sh a razor musa a razor um, it is better than shortening musa for those who have the arabic and even those who just even heard it's the same name as musa alayhi salam musa it's the same spelling exact same but he of course he doesn't mean musa alayhi salam here musa as it's used to this day meaning the razor the blade now wal wasila al haditha هذه المكينة الكهربائية الحلق بها تقصير وليس حلقا and this is a, a, a nice benefit that the Sheikh رحمه الله he, he brings here he says that the um, one of the modern ways um, which are used today such as the مكينة الكهربية the machine يعني the the, the, the Raise the, the electric machine that's used to, sh to shorten the hair, to cut the hair. Um, even if a person, as you know, zero, he takes a zero. He, get, he gets the barber to take it all off and he says, zero, give me a zero. Then uh, the sheikh, he mentions here that this is not halq. This is not shaving. It is not shaving. It is not considered a shaving, but rather it is considered as, uh, as a shortening. ثم التقصير هو التعميم. تعميم الرأس. And then the Sheikh he clarifies further and he says that shortening the hair, that what it means, it means to, to shorten the whole of the hair. Ta'meem al-ra'as, to generalize the whole head, all of it, not just part of it. Naam, la akhdu juz'in min al-ra'as. Not just taking apart, and this is, you find many of the hujjaj and also the mu'atamireen, the, the pilgrims, whether they're performing hajj or umrah, you find them doing this, and they stand up there. Marwa, for those who do Umrah, they, they come to Marwa, which is the end of their rituals of, of Umrah. They come right to the, <clears throat> they come to the hill of Marwa, because it ends at Marwa. Or during Hajj, when, on Yom al-Nahr, that you find some of them, they, they, they take just a part of their hair, just maybe the back. They don't want to shorten the hair from all over, uh, but they take just a part, just a small portion from the back or whatever. Uh, the Sheikh, he mentions here, this is what uh, many of the juhal they do. Many of those who are ignorant concerning the rulings, this is what they do, many of them. يَأْخُذْ جُزْءًا بَسِيطًا شَعِيرَاتِ مِنْ جَانِبْ مِنْ جَوَانِبْ رَأْسِهِ He takes just a few hairs, شَعِيرَاتِ He takes just a few hairs from a side of his, of, of, of his head. وَاعْتَبَرَ نَفْسَهُ تَحَلَّلْ وَهَذَا خَطَأْ And he considers, considers himself to have exited the, the state of ihram. Then he considers because that's one of the ways, or from the ways, when uh, these actions are done on the day of Nahr, that a person now comes out and exits the state of Ihram. And he considers this to be, be the case, but it's a mistake, the Sheikh mentions. لا يسمى التقصير تقصيرا على التحقيق إلا إذا عمم الرأس بالتقصير فأخذ من جميع الرأس. تقصير and the shortening of the hair. It is not to be called shortening when a person shortens there. It is not to be called shortening in reality, except for if he generalizes his whole head, meaning he takes from his whole hair, from, from the whole of his, his head. Takes from all of the hair from his head. Now, now, what the wafil ifada, this is the fourth. Tawafil ifada. The tawaf, which is also done on this day, the Yom al-Nahar, the tenth day, the tawaf around the Kaaba. Naam. Um, the Sheikh he says, "هذه أعمال من يوم النهر مرتبة هكذا الرمي والنهر والحلق وطواف الإفاضة وترتيبها سنة لا واجب." These are the actions of Mina, on the day of Nahar, the tenth day of Hajj. In order, and again, just for us to recap, what are these actions, these four actions? What's the first? According to the Sunnah, throwing, pebbles. throwing the pebbles, and then slaughtering, and then the shaving, and then these are the, uh, the actions of Yom al Nahar. <coughs> The reason why they don't mention Sa'i separately because 
tawaf includes this, when it's, it goes without saying, it includes the sigh now. Nowadays, there are some who slaughter by themselves, but majority of the people, yeah, and it, it is done for them, meaning when, it, when they pay for their package, then it includes that, and there are those who have, uh, yeah, do that for them. And there are sort of houses that do that, because if you think about the, the amount of people, the sheer amount of people who are there for Hajj, if every person yeah, and he was going to drag his animal along with him, and, yeah, and he just without any kind of system in place, it would be chaos. So that's why you know, the, the, the kingdom, Jazamullah uh, Khair, and, the, the, and those who are in charge of the affairs of Hajj, then they have done it, made it easy, where it is done, done for you. I mean, as long as you, 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 you pay for it, yeah, and it is, it is done for you, and this is something which is established. It is not uh, required, and it's not the condition that the, that the Hajj himself, the one performing the Hajj, and the pilgrim that he himself slaughters, is not the condition. Rather, we find that the Rasulullah, he, 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 um, uh, yeah, he, he had Ali ibn Talib, عنه, he had him slaughter his animal for him. So it shows that Ibn having someone else, and commissioning someone else to, to slaughter for you, is something um, that the Rasulullah himself, he did. Now, it's the scholars say it's better that a person slaughters himself. However, يعني, um, again, it's, it's, it's um, يعني, not easy. Not easy. It's, yeah, I mean, those who usually do it are those who are internal hujjaj, those who uh, يعني, do, it, do hajj from within. Now, فإذا قدم واحد من هذه الأربعة وهو متأخر على المتقدم جاز ذلك بدليل جواب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم السائل الذي قال لم أشعر فحلقت قبل أن أذبح. And so the Sheikh he mentions that if one of these four things, one of these four actions that we've seen, we saw the Sunnah of the Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم and the Tertib according to the Sunnah, if one of these four things uh, is to be brought forward, and so if the slaughtering was to be brought forward before the throwing, or the Tawaf was to be brought, brought forward before the stoning or the <coughs> slaughtering or the shaving, then the Sheikh he mentions jaza dalik, that is permissible. Due to the proof uh, taken from the reply of the Rasulullah uh, when he replied to the questioner, the one who said that I didn't realize and I shaved my head before I slaughtered. Now, the Rasulullah he said, if al wala haraj, he said, uh, do uh, as you're doing, ولا حرج أن يزنو السن أبنيو فيؤخذ من هذا أنه ما قدم من هذه الأعمال الأربعة يوم النهر وهو متأخر على ما كان قبله من الأعمال أنه جائز ولا حرج على صاحبه So what is taken from this is there is nothing um, from these four actions which are brought forward um, يعني and that which يعني is done before uh, the other three in whichever order a person does them on the day of Nahar ex, uh, Naam um, we, what, we, what is taken from this is that it is permissible and there is no sin upon the person who does so and this is a nice point that the Sheikh he brings because we can see here how um, these scholars why they differ in certain rulings in fiqh the Sheikh mentions that the scholars have differed here هل هناك فرق بين الجاهل والمتعمد للحكم؟ Is there a difference between the one who is ignorant, the one who is ignorant, or uh, uh, is there a difference between him and the one who does so intentionally? Meaning, when we look at this hadith and those hujjaj who came to the Rasulullah saying, yani, I did this before I did this, Many of the scholars, they looked at that and they said, they did as they did due to ignorance. And the Rasulullah he answered by saying, there's no sin upon you. However then, what about the one who, he knows now, he knows the, the order. He knows the order. Um, is it allowed for him? Yani, or is there any sin upon him? And so the Sheikh, he says, some of the scholars, they hold that the excuse is only um, for the one who is ignorant. Because the child, the, the questioner, he said, Lam ash'ur. I didn't realize, I didn't know. And 
And some of the scholars, they see that it's general. It applies to the one who is ignorant and the one who knows. فَمَنْ قَدَّمَ مُتَأَخِّرًا عَلَى مُتَقَدِّمْ مِنْ هَذِي الْأَعْمَالِ وَلَوْ تَعَمَّدَ ذَلِكْ أَنَّهُ فِي حِلٍ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ وَلَا حَرَجٍ Hope, inshallah, the brothers, through reading of the Arabic, the Arabic is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. This is why we, 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 we continue to make sure we try and read as much as we can in Arabic. It requires being patient. The more you hear, many, many, as I've mentioned before on numerous occasions, many learn the Arabic language just through hearing. Just through hearing. You have to be patient with it. It doesn't come in one go. You have to be patient. It could take you a couple, few years, a couple of years. But if, as long as you get the Arabic language and you haven't really broken your back for it, meaning all, all, all it is is just you coming here and sitting down and listening, then alhamdulillah. You'll, you'll, words you'll pick up. You'll, you'll pick up now. And so <clears throat> the Sheikh, he says that whoever he brings... Uh, forward an action which according to the Sunnah, these four, from these four actions, an action which was, the Rasulullah did later, but he brings it forward, um, and, and even if he intends that, then يعني, he, he comes out of, of Ihram, and he, meaning it's permissible, and there's no uh, sin upon him. وَهَذَا الْقَوْلِ يَتَّفِقْ مَعَ يُسْرِ الشَّرِيعَةِ وَسَمَاحَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ and this position here, this statement, the statement here of the scholars who say that there's no problem with a person doing it, even if he knows. And so, it includes the ignorant one and the one who knows. They say that this agrees, this position and this statement of ours agrees with the ease of the Sharia, the yusr of the Sharia and the samaha of Islam, the tolerance of Islam. And there's no haraj, there's no sin Ithm, very similar meaning, there's no harm upon him, no sin upon him. Behave either qaddam tawaf mathalan Yani, as an example, if he was to bring forward the tawaf before, and if he was to carry the tawaf before the throwing of the, of the pebbles and the stones. Or if he was to uh, bring forward the shaving of the, the head before the slaughtering of the animal. Kullu dhalika la haraj ala fa'ili. All of that, there is no harm upon the one who does as such. And this is uh, what uh, Sheikh Ibn Thamir rahimahullah, he held to be the stronger position when he explained this kitab, kitab al-ilm from Sahih Bukhari. The Sheikh, uh, he held this position to be the stronger position and he said um, that, and he mentioned a nice point and that which uh, يعني, should convince an individual really that this is the stronger position. He mentioned that um, the Rasul he said to all of these individuals who came and said halaqt qabla an for example as we've seen that I shaved my head before I slaughtered and so on that the Rasul he said if'al wala haraj he said do and don't worry no sin upon you and the Rasul did never he never never has it been narrated in all of these instances that he said wala ta'ud but don't repeat because if you contrast that to what he said to Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, the Sahabi, when he came, as we know, that for those who know the hadith and the incident, when he came into the masjid and the Rasulullah and the Sahaba, they were in salah, but they were in ruku'. They were in ruku'. And he knew that, that if you catch the ruku', and if you join the, the salah and the imam when he's in ruku', then you've caught the raka'ah. Then you've caught that raka'ah, that unit of prayer. However, because he was hastening and he didn't want to miss the ruku, he, he went into ruku, into that bowing position, before reaching the, the saf, the row. And so he entered the masjid, saw them, made ruku, and then as he was in that bowing position, he began to walk, began to come forward to join the saf. What did, what did the Rasulullah say to him afterwards? Anyone remember? Yeah. He made dua for him. What did he say? He said that, sah. But before that, he said, zad. May Allah increase you in your hirs, your, your zeal. However, do not do that again. Do not do that again. And so the Shaykh mentions that a Nabi, that the Prophet is not allowed, it's not possible that. He leaves something which is extremely important and he, yeah, and he doesn't explain it. And, or that he doesn't uh, yeah, and he, um, restrict it with some of the information. So here when the Rasulullah is saying, if al haraj, do, 
and don't worry, there's no sin upon you. Huh? If this only applied to the jahil, to the one who is ignorant, hmm, then it would have been necessary for the Rasulullah to then to go on to say, however, don't repeat it. However, don't repeat it. And he never said that. And this is something that the ummah, the whole of the ummah needs to know because it's, it's connected to the, to the fifth pillar of their, of their, their religion. It's connected to the hajj. And so if it was necessary and it was a must and wajib for, for, for the day, for the actions of the uh, Yom al-Nahr, these four actions that we've seen, for them to be done in order, then the Rasulullah would have had to explain to the, to the Sahaba, which would they, have, they would have then conveyed to the rest of the ummah. He would have then said, Wala but don't repeat that. And, and, and given the fact that he never said that shows to us that it is not uh, something which is wajib and this without doubt is a stronger position. Now, والحكم الذي أورد المصنف هذا الحديث من أجل بيانه أنه لا حرج على المفتي أن يفتي السائل وهو راكب أو على أي حال من الأحوال. And the ruling which uh, Al-Bukhari, or, or the ruling for which uh, Al-Bukhari is bringing this hadith for, in order for him to explain um, uh, that there is no sin upon the mufti when he gives his fatwa uh, to the questioner uh, that he does so whilst he is riding an animal, uh, riding animal or uh, he's, he's uh, on some form of transport or in whatever state he may be in. Very similar, the Sheikh is saying the same thing again. Or that he stood while answering, stood on his feet. Or he's, he's reclining in, in, in some, uh, some kind of position. Just as we've seen from this hadith and other than this hadith that the Rasulullah would do. يجيب السائل ويفتي المستفتي كما في حديث صفوان ابن عصال المرادي. The Sheikh now brings another hadith where the, the Rasulullah he answered the question uh, in, in this hadith, uh, wherein uh, Safwan he said, أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو في المسجد متكئ. That I came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in the masjid while he was he was reclining, whilst he was reclining, على برد له أحمر. Uh, on, on a cloak that he had, uh, which was red, one of, a cloak of his, which was red, a red cloak of his. He was reclining on it. And so I said to him, Ya Rasulullah, Inni jittu atlubul ilm. O Messenger of Allah, I have come in order to seek knowledge. marhaban And so the Rasulullah, he said, uh, Welcome to the seeker of knowledge. Inni talibul ilm la tuhuffuhu al-malaika bi-ajnihatihah. Indeed, the student of knowledge, the angels surround him with their wings. And then يعني, they crowd over one another. The angels, they crowd over one another. They crowd one another. The angels, they come and they crowd one another um, up until they reach the Sama Dunya, the, the lowest heaven of. Uh, the, 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 the earth um, due to the love of what he is seeking the seeker of knowledge and this hadith we can see is, is recorded by Tabarani tremendous hadith recorded by Tabarani in his Ma'jim al-Kabir and which was declared Sahih by Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah na'am wal-murad bil-ilm huwa al-ilm al-shari and the intent behind knowledge here in this hadith is that uh, uh, knowledge within the sharia fahani'an li-tullab al-ilm Sheikh, he continues and he says, Hani'an, congratulations, be happy, be joyful, yani students of knowledge. <clears throat> congratulations to the students of knowledge in every time and place. Those who aqalu, those who yani, have comprehended and realized and know the fadl of it, the virtue of knowledge. And they exerted Jehudahum, their efforts in acquiring it, fi in acquiring knowledge. Because it is not possible for anyone, for a, for a person, to teach the people. And for him to spend from, the, from his knowledge, 
except after he has learned himself. And he yani, becomes tired through his uh, acquiring of that knowledge, meaning he exerts himself. And every difficulty faced when seeking knowledge, then in reality it is, it is something which is yani, easy. Something, yeah, something which is easy. Because in comparison to that which he's seeking, um, yeah, that thing which he's seeking, it is azim. It is tremendous and great. Again, magnificent and great. Yeah, the legislative knowledge, the knowledge of the sharia. Lither, hanat al-rihalat ala salaf al-salih indama kanu yadribun al-masafat al-tiwal. That is why the rihalat, those journeys, uh, which the Salaf al-Salih, the righteous predecessors, those journeys which, which they undertook, Hanat, they were easy upon them. Those journeys were easy to them. Whenever they would go upon those journeys which were yani, very lengthy. Now, and yani, uh, covered uh, long distances. They would go to the various quarters of the earth and the Muslim lands. And some of them, maybe they heard the hadith from someone close to, their, to, to, to where they were, their vicinity, close to where they were, or where they resided. However, he attempts, and he would attempt, to make that isnad and that chain of men, chain of narrators between him and the Rasul he would strive to make that shorter. And to get closer to the source, get closer and, and, and miss out as many men as possible. Because as is mentioned, yani the, if you have 10 narrators, for example, 10 narrators between the Muhaddith and the Rasul then it's permissible that, that mistakes come upon these 10. And it's possible that mistakes come, up, come upon these 10. Whether you had four, it's permissible. Five, permissible. Six, permissible. Permissible that they make mistakes. But the less you have, the better, of course. The less you have, then the better. Now, فَيَذْهَبْ إِلَى مَنْ عِنْدَهُ الْحَدِيثِ بِهَذِهِ السِّفَةِ حَتَّى يَسْمَعُهُ مِمَّنْ رَوَاهُ عَنْهُ وَسَمِعَهُ الطَّالِبِ So he basically goes to the one who has the hadith or narrated the hadith, يعني, um, uh, in order for him to hear it himself from the one who narrated it to him. Yani, or, or the, he, he wants to miss out the one who narrated, narrated it to him. So he wants to go uh, to the, uh, one of the particular, particular narrators within the hadith, yani missing out the one who he heard from directly. He wants to miss him out, and so he goes to him directly. And the one who the student learnt, heard it from, meaning the student being his sheikh. So if you take Bukhari, for example, if he wants to miss out, uh, yani, uh, as we, if we even if we just look at this hadith here, uh, the Ismail, he says, Ismail narrated uh, to us uh, who narrated from Malik. And so if Al-Bukhari, for example, if Malik was alive in his time, Malik wasn't alive in his time, but if Al-Bukhari wanted to miss out Ismail and go direct to Malik, this is what we're talking about here. We're going to see in the next hadith, or in the, not the next one, but the one after, uh, Al-Bukhari, there's a chain here, where there are only four narrators between Al-Bukhari and the Rasul This is from the uh, Awali, from the Awali, from those chains where there are only very few narrators between him and, and uh, the Rasul Now, and we'll come to that bit in ta'ala. However, uh, the Shaykh, he mentions in, yeah, so in closing concerning this particular hadith here, the explanation of this hadith, uh, that this is what the Salaf would, would do. Walaw ba'uda al-makan وعظمت المشقة. نعم. Even they would do so, and they would carry out these journeys, even if the place was distant. وعظمت المشقة. And if the, يعني if the difficulty faced within that was 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 great, they would do so. والحمد لله في هذا الزمن تيسرت سبل نيل العلم. The Sheikh he praises. Allah and he, he says that in these times the ways in acquiring knowledge has become, has become or have become easy. 
المملكه العربيه السعوديه in particular and especially within the lands of the two noble harems the kingdom of saudi arabia فقد توسعت الدوله الرشيده في فتح حقول العلم للرجال وللنساء وللصغار والكبار بدءا بالحقول الابتدائيه وانتهاءا بالدراسات العليا يعني they have the, the kingdom has uh, opened up many circles of knowledge for men for women for the young for the for the um, for the older ones beginning with those circles of knowledge which are يعني for beginners and ending with those uh, circles which يعني uh, involve يعني uh, higher level of study now في تخصصات شتى and likewise in various يعني specializations various knowledge sciences يعني from the of the sharia وفي مقدمتها علوم الشريعه الغراء بكافه فنونها وعامه وسائلها and at the forefront of these 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 circles of knowledge يعني those circles which Uh, have taught within them the various sciences of the Sharia, al-gharra, yani al-karima, yani the noble sciences of the Sharia, uh, with all of their sciences, bikafati fununiha, wa'amati wasailha, and likewise in general the the means uh, and the, the various other sciences which are connected to to the uh, sciences of the Sharia, such as the Arabic language, such as the Arabic language, likewise, and they have alhamdulillah for anyone who. is aware and anyone who's lived there, they have even free classes in the Arabic language, free classes that you can attend. Now, وفي نعم. فالحمد لله حمد كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه ثم شكرا للدولة السعودية التي بذلت في ذلك كل نفيس. And so again, the Sheikh he 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 praises Allah with the best of 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 praises, and he gives thanks to the to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, for exerting its efforts في ذلك كل نفيس meaning by spending every type of cost وهني لها جزيل الأجر وحسن الثواب and again congratulations to it for or, or congratulations with uh, an abundant reward and uh, يعني good reward now now so we come to the next chapter باب من أجاب الفتية بإشارة اليد والرأس. And we probably only get time just to read out that hadith. Um, but نعم, this is the chapter we, we, we have come to now. The chapter, uh, whoever gives a religious verdict بإشارة اليد يعني by beckoning with the hand. والرأس uh, or by nodding with the head. Al-Bukhari, he says, حدثنا موسى ابن إسماعيل قال حدثنا وحيب قال حدثنا أيوب يعني أيوب السختياني عن إكرمة عن ابن عباس أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سئل في حجتي and so with his chain going all the way to Abdullah ibn Abbas that the Prophet he was asked during his Hajj again the حجة الوداع and the حجة الوداع إخوان as we know That was in the which year was that in? And I remember which the Hajj al-Wada, which year the Hajj al-Wada, the farewell Hajj. In the tenth year, now in the tenth year. How many Hajj? How many times did the Rasulullah perform the Hajj? Once. Once only. You're right and you're wrong. What do I mean by that? You're right and you're wrong. You're right if you mean after the Hijrah. You're right, if you mean after the Hijrah, the Rasulullah did not make Hajj except for once, after the Hijrah. He made Umrah four times. The Rasulullah made Umrah four times. As the scholars have mentioned in the books of, 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 of Sirah, that the Rasulullah, he made Umrah four times. As for the Hajj, once after the Hijrah, but uh, twice before the Hijrah. As a hadith, a hadith narrated by Jabir ibn Abdullah, uh, Jabir ibn Abdullah, a hadith recorded by Imam Tirmidhi, and, uh, which is Sahih, Shaykh al-Bani, he declared to be uh, authentic, uh, that the Rasulullah, he mentioned that the Rasulullah, he made, uh, يعني, Hajj Thalaq, 
Hajj. He performed Hajj three times. Hajjatain. Two of them before uh, the uh, Hijrah. Naam. And uh, once after the Hijrah. And so when the Rasulullah, as we know, when he would go to, uh, during the season of Hajj, when he was in Mecca before the Hijrah, when he would go um, and he would uh, give da'wah to the, to, the, to the tribes of the Arabs when they would come for Hajj. This is when he would go and he would make Hajj himself. So he's mentioned, Jabir ibn Abdullah, he mentions that he made Hajj twice then. And once after uh, the Hijrah. And that was, as the brother he mentioned, correctly in the 10th year. Now, but when, when was the Hajj made obligatory? In the ninth. Some scholars, they, differ, they said even earlier. Uh, and some even said the tenth because they said it's not permissible to delay the Hajj once it becomes obligatory. And so some of them said, no, the tenth, because that's the year that the Rasulullah, he did it. However, the stronger position is that, he, that it was obligatory in the ninth and, the, and that the Rasulullah himself did not perform it immediately due to reasons. And the reason, or the reason from the reasons, is that the Rasulullah, first and foremostly, that ninth year which, in which it was obligated uh, was also known as Am al Wafud. It was also known as the year of the delegations, and that is because uh, after the Fatah of Mecca now, uh, the actualization of the saying of Allah, or the, or the statement of Allah, had actualized. That you see the people enter into Islam in large groups. And that is the year, in the ninth year, when all of the delegations and all of the tribes, many of the tribes, they came, tribe after tribe, coming now to, to, um, to, to, to accept Islam. And so he was preoccupied. The Rasulullah was preoccupied with meeting the delegations. Kadalik also because the, the, the Rasulullah is not befitting and it wasn't befitting for him to make the Hajj whilst the Mushrikeen still made Hajj. Whilst the Mushrikeen still made Hajj and they would make Hajj, as we know, naked. Now, uh, and so he sent Abu Bakr Siddiq in the ninth year to lead the people in Hajj when it was obligated. And he sent Abu Bakr Siddiq to, to lead the people in Hajj and to announce to them, Mother, Allah yahijj, Allah yahijj, ba'da hadal am, Mushrik. And that, 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 that he used to announce that a Mushrik will not, after this year, be able to perform Hajj. And also the, the Uryan, anyone who is naked. Naam. And so then, when, after announcing them, the following year, in the 10th year, that's when the Rasulullah, he uh, performed uh, the Hajj. And so that is the Hajj of the And during this Hajj, again, similar to what we just read, a man, he came and he said, that I, uh, I slaughtered before I threw the stones. Means to signal. He signaled with his hand. So the Rasulullah, he signaled. He made ishara, biliyad. He signaled with his hand. Meaning maybe like, don't worry. Although I haven't come across any, any description um, uh, from the scholars concerning this. But a signal which, from, which they understood to mean there's no, there's no harm in this. There's no, there's no sin upon you. Um, and, and he coupled it also with saying, by saying, la harj. So his statement clarified also his, his signaling. Another one he said that I shaved uh, my head before I slaughtered. And so Bukhari is bringing the, 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 this hadith as a, and look how he's brought a different wording of the hadith to, to bring across that, that ruling and to back up what he's saying. Uh, that is that it's permissible to give fatwa with the yet, with the hand. Or by signaling. And likewise, the next hadith, Haddathan al Makki ibn Ibrahim, Qal Akhbarna Handala ibn Abi Sufyan, An Salim, An Salim, Qal Samitu Abu Aba Huraira, Ani Nabi Sallam, Qal, and so with his chain, Bukhari's chain, going, to, going back to Abu Huraira. And this hadith, as we mentioned, you can see there are only four narrators. So this is from the Awali of Al-Bukhari, only four narrators. Makki ibn Ibrahim is from the uh, oldest scholars, from the uh, Akbar Shuyukh of Al-Bukhari, from the Khurasaniyin, from those scholars who are from Khurasan, that re region which is in present day like Iran. 
Khorasan. He was from the oldest of Bukhari's scholars and his, his, his shuyukh. Um, يعني, uh, because he, he met the Tabi'in. Because يعني, he met the Tabi'in. Makki ibn Ibrahim, he met the Tabi'in, the second generation who met the Sahaba. Because Makki ibn Ibrahim, he narrates from Handala. Handala is from the Tabi'in, who narrates from Salim. Anyone know who Salim this is? Salim. It's not me. Salim ibn Abdullah ibn Umar. Salim ibn Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab, the grandson of Umar Khattab, the son of Abdullah, who then narrates from Abu Huraira. So you can see how close this chain is. So uh, this Ibrahim, Makki al Makki ibn Ibrahim, was from the oldest scholars of uh, Al Bukhari. And likewise, Imam Ahmad narrates from him. Imam Ahmad narrates from him. Imam Muslim and the other four, Al Arba'a, Imam Muslim and the other four. Who do you mean by the other four? Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Nisa'i, and Ibn Majah. They all narrate from him, from Al-Makki ibn Ibrahim, but, but there's a man between him and them. So it shows you how Bukhari is the older from them. Because Bukhari, he met Al-Makki ibn Ibrahim directly. But as for Imam Muslim and the other four, there was a man between them and Al-Makki. The hadith, and we'll end with this hadith here. Uh, the Rasulullah he said, Yuqbad al that knowledge will be taken away. al-jahl wal and ignorance and trials will prevail and become open and apparent. harj and haraj will become plentiful. The Rasulullah will explain haraj because this, they, they, they then said, even the Sahaba they said, Ya Rasulullah, wa mal haraj. They asked, what is this haraj? And so he then beckoned with his hand. And this, some of the scholars they explain, to say that he beckoned with his hand, meaning he signaled with his hand with a sword, as to take a sword and strike one's neck. Meaning? Killing, death. Killing, now, killing. Now. كَأَنَّهُ يُرِيدَ القتل, As though he, he intended to say, قتل, killing. Now. And so we continue with this chapter uh, in the next lesson.